Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Dominique Murphy. Dominique Murphy, is that correct? You got it. Awesome. Second time's a charm, right? I know, right? I had to learn. But um, can you, is there a meaning behind the name? Like I know uh, the yes. spelling is a little different, right? So Actu there must be a... Yeah. So the name Dominique is French and African. So the pronunciation Dominique is French. And then the African part are the two O's. So if you see it spelled out, you'd be like, whoa, what's going on there? So it's D-H-O-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. I am neither French nor am I African. People ask me that all the time, but yeah. my parents wanted a very unique name that nobody else had. And here we are. <laughs> That's awesome. 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 You had like, for me, my name is unique as well. And I always, and I know you were confirming my name, you know, there's, I always had this problem growing up as well, trying to explain it. So I would say it's Shahid. So when I would say that there's sha 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 so it'd be all like oh so I would keep doing that with people continuously and I would have to do it with the same people again and again. So they would say Shahid, I go, yes. You know, I just you got it. You got it. I just I didn't want to go through that whole thing with people. Anywhere I went, it was always the same thing. So finally I said, okay, if you can if you have trouble with Shahid, just stick with Shahid. That's fine. Well, Shahid, real quick, my my IG, apparently I need to keep tapping it. Otherwise it shuts down. So really? Yes. Oh, because your screen is on. Uh, I think it it's goes to sleep mode, sleep mode. So if so you keep seeing me you, go like yeah, this, if you go on your top right, uh, swipe down and swipe just down. turn off the screen time. No, I swiped down and I think it kicked me out of the, Oh, <laughs> just go back. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could just uh, cancel the Instagram. Right. Oh my goodness, guys. Okay. Thanks for bearing with me here. So how do I, what do I need to do on this page? Oh, I, I ended it already. So we could just leave that out. Oh, you ended already, it. Okay. Yeah. We already live on, on recording on the, not live. I mean, recording the actual podcast. So okay. yeah, it's okay. Next time Next we'll do time. a podcast. We'll do a, sorry, uh, a clubhouse. Perfect. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. We'll make it happen. We'll make yeah, it happen. Of course. That's <laughs> awesome. So tell me, like, I kind of always like to allow the, the guests to kind of take the floor, introduce themselves and all the amazing things that you're involved with. Well, Shahid, I'm so honored to be here first and foremost. So thank, thank you for you, creating this space. Huge fan of yours and your thank work. You. Thank you. Uh, that goes without saying you're phenomenal. So thank the honor so is much. all mine to be here. Oh. For your audience, if they're not familiar with who I am, my name is Dominique Murphy. I am a three-time Emmy award-winning television journalist and television host. I've worked all over the country from coast to coast. I started very young in television. I was 14 years old when I landed my very first TV show in a top 15 market. The show was called Whatever, very similar to Entertainment Tonight, but with a lot of hard-hitting topics such as teen bullying, suicide, drug use, things that unfortunately teens actually have to deal with in today's uh, environment and today's climate. So that's how I got my start in the business. Loved it, loved it. And for years and years, people kept asking me, will you teach me how to do it? Will you train me? How do, yeah. how do you do it? Yeah. And so one Emmy led to three, it led, led to other national awards, including a National Salute to Excellence Award uh, wow. a few months ago, which was a huge honor. And in the process, communications has always been my heart. I'm the author of a book called Reset. We have Reset 2 coming out this year, summer of this year, Reset 2 will be uh, available everywhere books are sold. And in terms of business, I am the CEO and founder of two companies. 
I'm also the founder and president of a 501c3 nonprofit. The nonprofit is called the Yellow Box Foundation, and we're at theyellowbox.org. The two companies, one is The Right Method, that's R-I-G-H-T, therightmethod.com. That is a professional and personal development company. I help individuals and businesses reach their highest potential. And the third business is called Media Mastery Now. So anyone who's out there who is seeking media I signed up for that. Yes, there's some really exciting (laughs) stuff coming in a few days. So uh, when I say a few days, a couple of weeks, but we have some amazing things in store. So media mastery is how do I get on TV? How do I sell my brand, my product? How do I get noticed? How do I make money and, Mm -hmm. and leverage my position with the media? So I train people on all of that. And I also do media placements. So that that is is a little bit about me in a nutshell. Little bit. That's like, you know, I, all my, it's my honor, right, to, to have you on the show. And it's just incredible to talk to people that have achieved such, such, such success um, and try to provide some kind of aha moment to someone listening out there that they could just say that, you know, actually, I can do this. She could do it. I could do this. Right. And then with the right guidance, anything is possible right? Like if you get the right direction as human beings, we can make anything happen. And this is so phenomenal, all those things that you're working on. To go back to the point that you actually got into that show, how does that happen? Like, was it something that, like, how did that transition happen? Sure. How much time yeah. do you have? <laughs> so I'll give you the backstory. So the very yeah. first show I landed on was called Whatever, as I mentioned. Yeah. And so we had to go back one more year to age 13, my dad was, a, uh, he was a principal at the time at a high school. And there was a woman who walked into his office one day and said, hey, listen, I have a camp called the Urban Journalism Workshop. And I'm looking for high school students or middle school, but ideally high school students who have an interest in media. And so my dad took this flyer and he brought it home because not only did he want to provide it for his own students at the school, he thought, Hmm, I think Dominique could be really good at this. Mm-hmm. So he brought the flyer home. I'll never forget it. It was a pale yellow trifold flyer, like back in the day, old school. Yeah, yeah. That someone printed on their home computer. Yes. Like it was like, what is this? Yes. So he brought it, he brought it to me and said, Hey Dominique, there's this woman who came by today. Her name's Linda McDonald. There's a camp called the Urban Journalism Workshop. I think this would be so good for you. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time when I was 13, I was going to be a supermodel or a wedding designer in Milan. It was like one or the other, like, you know, Which either other? one was fine, yeah. you know, but one of the two. One of the two. Awesome. <laughs> so I, I said, Dad, I don't want to do this. And he said, you know, you love to talk. You're a great communicator. You have tons of energy. I think this would be really good yeah. for you. So I filled it out in five minutes, mailed it in. Two weeks later, I got a letter in the mail and I opened it up, unfolded it, all excited. And it said, Dear Dominique, unfortunately, you were not selected to take part this year in the Urban Journalism Workshop. And I remember this was my first real glimpse of rejection. And I stared at the letter and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I said, Dad, I I didn't get in. And he, he took the letter and he read it. He goes, well, did you apply yourself? Mm-hmm. I said, no. He goes, well, how do you expect to get anything in life if you don't apply yourself? Mm-hmm. And that was the light bulb moment in my life to say, oh my gosh, if I want to be successful, if I want to make it, whatever it is to whomever's out there listening, uh-huh. I have to put in the wood. 
before I can expect the heat. I have to put the work in. Of course, yes. And, you know, for a 13 year old, that was like game changing for me. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So a year later, he brought home the same flyer and he said, Dominique, Linda popped in the office today. I think you should apply. I said, dad, I, I didn't get in last year. He goes, well, you told me you did not apply yourself. I said, okay, I'll make you a deal. Now, remember, I'm 14. I said, I will try hard, but if I don't get in, we're not going to ever talk about journalism again. Like we're just done. Mm-hmm. Deal. I filled it out. I spent hours on my application, sent it in. Two weeks later, I got my letter of acceptance to go to awesome. the Urban Journalism Workshop. Two weeks, St. Thomas University in Minnesota. And day one, I called my dad and I said, this is what I'm going to do with my life. Wow. I just fell in love with the art of storytelling, yeah. with television, with being able to communicate people's stories. And so at that point, it was a no brainer. And that is how it all started. That is incredible. And it comes down to the what was happening inside. Like is is that trigger that, you know, that awareness was caused by your dad. Um, but really, it was your inner power that actually made those things happen because that realization you had was within. See, it comes back to mindset, right? At the end of the day. Mindset is everything. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in my book, Reset, I talk about an acronym, which is AIE, and I live by it. And it stands for attitude is everything. everything. And that's a mindset trick, yes, right? Course. Like you have yeah. to understand that you have control at Mm. any given moment. You have a choice, even Mm. if it doesn't feel like it. Like I can choose to feel good or I can choose as difficult as that is to conceptualize, I can choose to feel bad. Mm. You can say whatever you want to me. That's that, you know, that's negative that I would perceive to be negative Mm -hmm. and I can hold on to it like taking poison, right? Or I can say, you know what? That's your opinion. (laughs) I'm not going to ingest that or internalize that and move on because I don't know about you or your audience, but I'm going to make a big assumption. And that is that no one wants to feel bad. No one likes to feel bad. Why would you want to feel bad? I like to feel good. And so Mm, I make an effort every single day to say, you know what, what can I do to feel good today? What Mm. choices am I going to make? What mindset shift Mm -hmm. am I going to make to make sure that I'm living my best life. Yeah, you compete with yourself from yesterday and see what you can do better. And attitude is such a key word. You'll hear like, you know, marriage counselors talk about attitude, fix your attitude, you know, everything will be okay. They talk and you know, the health wise, a doctor will say, I've tried everything. All you have is your attitude, you know, get it straight and you'll see some results school teachers with the kids, your grades will go up, right? So attitude, attitude, attitude. But it's only a few that actually get it, you know, and it really, from the studies that I've gone through, it just comes to the very deep foundational level is that the belief of attitude, because it's really, it's the composite, right? It's your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, all together creates that attitude. So that attitude is so hard to say. You are, you have created that, that word that your dad said, like what he said, that statement, it triggered something. It was a shock inside you that triggered something that created that format of beginning that transformation of your attitude. It's so powerful, all this stuff. Like, I love it. Oh, thank you, Shahid. You know, and I like to tell people, 95% of people live below the line Mm -hmm. in blame, shame, Mm and justification. Mm-hmm. Only 5% of people live above the line in accountability and responsibility. Mm-hmm. I want to be in that 5%. Why would you yes. not 
want to live in your own power? Why would you want to be a victim? So and amazing. it literally is a choice. You can choose today to make a mindset shift. We call it a paradigm shift, right? Change that mindset and say, yes. you know what? I've been living this way. It hasn't been serving me. I'm ready for more. I'm ready for different. You yeah. can't expect different results if you're not willing to take the first step, which is changing your mindset. So that's great to hear that you're a paradigm shifter just like me. Uh, yes, big time. Big <laughs> that's time. awesome. Yes. I love it. <laughs> it changes lives, changes lives for sure. This is incredible stuff. I love this stuff. Um, and it's too bad. Like we want more and more people to realize that's everything that they're searching for is inside them really um everything that they want to experience in the life is inside them and it's so great that you're sharing this to provide someone that clarity that they might be you know in a, in a job and looking to branch out that might be another question i would love to ask you if someone you know there's a lot of people love movies and tv like i'm one of them and my kids like they're like my my wife like we were all like you know we have to at night before going to bed, watch something. I need to watch like a movie before I go to bed. Like that's my thing forever. I'm, I don't even want to change that paradigm. That's like, I enjoy that paradigm, right? So um, so a lot of us are in this media and we were brought up and we see it around and it's so cool, so much fun. A lot of work goes behind, like in our house, we had um, American Woman, uh, the movie American Woman, I believe. Mm -hmm. I, I, can't, I think it is, it's with that 70s where that lady was, she was kidnapped or something. So they they did they, they did something here in our property, but they it was just like a not even a 10 second clip. It took them like all oh, like a, a day and a half, like over 70, 80 people. Like it's so crazy how these things are put together. So do you have any kind of recommendation for someone that's in a job looking to get into this field? They feel like they have something to offer the world. What's that one thing that you can recommend them to do? Sure. with that desire. Yeah. So do you feel like you're the world's best kept secret? <laughs> yeah. You you just have that feeling, right? Right? You know, let's 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 be honest cuz I've been there. Complacency is very common. There was a Gallup poll that recently came out that says 93% of people literally are disengaged in life. They're disengaged in their jobs, most of whom are employees. They are just complacent. They wake up at the same time. They drive to work the same way. They drink coffee out of the same cup. They go to the same meeting. It's like so mundane, right? Like rinse and repeat, rinse and mm -hmm. repeat. And you feel like you're on autopilot. So for anyone who's out there, I've been there and I understand exactly how that feels. And you're like, okay, I want more, but I am scared to death. Mm -hmm. And that leap of faith is everything. And it happens one of two ways. Either you have to decide, I don't like where I am and I want more, number one, or you're going to get pushed one of two ways. I'll give you a personal story. Mine was I was pushed into the entrepreneurial world. So seven years ago, I wanted to create a company. And so that was when the right method was born. And I was like, okay, we're going to go and interview some of the biggest business icons on the planet. We're going to go to them. That was the concept of the right method, which it still is today. But the way I approached it was, I want to do this, I think. That sounds great, right? Mm -hmm. And I constantly needed this validation yeah. from outside sources mm -hmm. to tell me like, yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. But instead of getting the, yeah, that sounds good, I got, wait, you're going to leave a TV career? How are you going to eat? What if it fails? Yeah. Are you going to have medical insurance? 
What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I let all of that, I call it white noise, get into my mind. And it scared me to death. And it caused me to shut down and run back into what I was doing because mm-hmm. I was scared. I was like, yeah. they're right. What if, what if I'm being irresponsible? What if I, you know, lose all my insurance? What if I don't get a check? Mm-hmm. What it's so comfortable mm-hmm. where I am. Mm-hmm. What if I step into the unknown and what, you know, number one, the biggest fear factor of all, what if it doesn't make it? And I gave up everything I had mm-hmm. for something that fails. So I got scared to death. I ran back in. Mm-hmm. It took me seven years to say, you know what, now it's time. Mm-hmm. And it, my, my paradigm shifted from, I think, to this is it. This is and it. you have to be in that frame of mind yep. before you leave what you are doing and become an entrepreneur, because it is not for the weak of heart. No. You have to decide this is it. I want more for myself, for my family and the end. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about how am I going to get insurance or how am I going to make it or how am I going to eat? Yeah. Don't the, how is what stops people every single Mm -hmm. time. And how it just happens when you have faith. Yes. If you have the faith of a mustard seed, you know, we've heard that saying, you can move mountains. So true. Yes. And so stepping out in faith, but how that story happened going back a few years, this was what, about five years ago, mm-hmm. I was working as a television host in Cleveland, Ohio. I had finished my episode. I, I ended it the way I did every single day. Thanks for watching. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Cameras went off. I grabbed my phone, looked at my phone the same way I did every day. And there was a text message on my phone. Meet me upstairs now. No hi, no emoji. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, this, this oh, sounds, this sounds of, serious. <laughs> sounds serious. And it was from my producer. Mm-hmm. So I went upstairs and upstairs in, in this building, this is where all the managers were in HR. So I thought something is not something, something's going down. Like there's something not good happening. Mm-hmm. I walk into a room full of people and everyone seems confused as to why they're there. So naturally my mind switched. I said, Oh, maybe there's a retirement announcement, or maybe someone's, you know, stepping down. So I sit down and I'm talking to the person next to me. And then all of a sudden the room goes ghost quiet. And my news director looks at me and he goes Dominique, that was your last show. You were no longer the host of that show. And the whole room went, and I just sat there frozen. Oh my God. And I, I just, I just, I just stared at him. I didn't even know what to do or say. I literally was frozen in my tracks and he looked at me and he said, do you have any questions? And it took about nine seconds to answer (laughs) that. Right. And nine seconds in real time. If you time yourself for nine, it it feels like an hour, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I, I looked at him and I finally gained the courage to say, can I speak to you in private? He said, yes. So I proceeded into his office and I said, um, he goes, do you have any questions? And I smiled. I said, do I still have a job? Like, yeah. am I fired or do like, he goes, yes, you do have a job. Oh, and, okay. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you do have a job. Yeah. And I said, okay. I said, what is that job? He goes, what would you like it to be? And so at this point I'm highly confused. So I look and I said, well, I wanted it to be the job I was hired for, but my assumption is that's not an option. He goes, here's what you can do. And this is a direct quote. He said, you can walk out that door and never come back, or you can come back here tomorrow and be a reporter. Either way, it's up to you. Just like that. 
And I, I just sat there again and I picked myself up. I said, thank you for your time. And I went down, downstairs to my car. I called my husband, got in the car and I bawled. I was so hurt and so broken. And he said, babe, come home. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't come back here. This is a demotion. What are people going to say? What are mm. people going to think? I was more concerned about what other people were going to say and think about me than myself, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what are they going to say? This is so humiliating. This is so embarrassing. So we went home that night. We talked it through. He said, now you have a choice. He's like, you can either do what everybody expects you to do, not go back in, hide yourself, break down, talk about how unfair that company is. He goes, or you can rise above it, but that's your decision. And so that night I thought and thought and thought, I said, he's right. I, I, I got, there's a lesson here. There's mm -hmm. a lesson here if I'm paying attention. Mm -hmm. So I showed up the next day. I got up two hours earlier. I had found a story idea because reporters bring stories to the table. And I walked in and everyone, it, it was like being the rare panda at a zoo. Everyone's looking like, are you okay? I can't believe they did that. Proceeded into the morning meeting, the morning editorial meeting. And my boss said, who has a story idea today? First one. And I pitched a story that ended up being the number one story that night. And that was the, the cycle for me of what I needed to say, okay, what is the lesson here? Now, throughout this whole process, I accepted what I was doing, but I never owned this new role because I mm. was always an anchor. And so when folks would say, you're a reporter, I'd say, no, I'm an anchor who happens to be reporting. And mm -hmm. there's a huge difference in that. Mm -hmm. And so I continued going about this journey for months. And I was like, what is the lesson in this? Couldn't figure it out. But I kept coming every day. Tired, show up. Broken, show up. Feeling awful about yourself, show up. Doesn't matter. Keep showing up. And so several months down the line, the Republican National Convention came into town. And it was my job to go onto the front lines to cover the story. And so I had to go through two weeks of training with, with security teams. I had to have a bodyguard who was armed. I had to wear a bulletproof vest and I had to wear a bulletproof helmet. Talk about scary. Yeah. And it was my job to go out there and cover that. And I remember the week leading into it. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like, why? I have to have a bulletproof vest? Like, you think I'm going to get shot? Like, there's a chance I'm going to get shot. Like, Is that what? why I have the bulletproof <laughs> and, and, and the And the bodyguard's name was Gunny out of all things, right? Like, what? <laughs> like, this, I can't make this stuff up. I cannot make this stuff up. Mm. So I show up there, start reporting for the week. Everything seems to be going fine. My very last day, there was a big fight that broke out. I was the reporter that was right there where it happened in the middle wow. of these protests. And it got picked up all over the place. Long story short, it was that story in particular uh, that landed me. My very first Emmy was because of that wow. story. And I tell people this because what I perceived at the time as the absolute mm -hmm. worst thing that could have happened to me ended up being the absolute best thing mm -hmm. that could have happened for me. That right there launched my television career. That put me on the map as an industry expert. It gave me credibility. It gave me a base. It landed me other television opportunities post that. But it was that one thing. And I was complacent. And so we talked about the two levels, right? Either you have to jump yourself or sometimes you have to be pushed. Mm -hmm. And if you can close your eyes and imagine this analogy, it's like you're on Broadway and you're behind a curtain. 
And sometimes you need that person person rather who pushes you through the curtain. Mm-hmm. And that was my story. And it was like, whoa, showtime, here we are. Amazing. And it, w- it was go time. And so I didn't choose to be pushed. I had to be pushed, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And it took me three years after that, after that situation. And I sent that news director who had moved to a different city, a handwritten letter. And I told him, thank you. I said, thank you for everything that you did. Because had you not been the one to rip that bandaid off, I would still be in that job today. Super Mm -hmm. complacent going through the motions. Mm -hmm. So yes, it is possible. If you are out there today and you're feeling stuck, if you are feeling frustrated, you can take that leap. Whether you decide to do it yourself or sometimes it might just happen to you. You might be sitting there today saying, oh my gosh, I lost my job. The worst thing just happened. I can't believe this happened to me. Remember, there's a lesson in it if you are paying attention. So keep your eyes open. A door that closes is never closed. Mm -hmm. Never closed. Mm -hmm. There's always a way around it. You can kick Mm -hmm. the door down. You Mm -hmm. can climb over the door. You can walk around the door. Mm -hmm. It's because it's closed outwardly doesn't mean there's not another way. Mm-hmm. So yes, go at it, make it happen, but keep your eyes open and pay attention. Yeah. And it's a human, you know, as human beings, we have infinite potential. And, you know, when we stop or we see that kind of blockage or we see there's an issue with something, if you're trained and use your perception to look for the good and everything habitually, I promise that you will like you or yourself, you will find that you'll find the gem in the worst situations, right? So, and that's what you did. And also you're, I know someone pushed you, but at the end of the day, it still came to your decision. So everything starts with a decision, right? It could be a bad decision, a good decision. It all starts. And then having that faith and having that belief, having someone actually say that, push you, it just that one opportunity could change everything in your life. You just got to be aware of it, like you said. Absolutely. And even, you know, there's so many stories where I've taken my own leap of faith, right? So walking away from covering local news to start companies, that was a Dominique decision to say, you know what? I want more. I want different. Now is the time. And walking in that faith, knowing you're not the first person who's ever done it. You're not going to be the last person. There is a blueprint out there and that you can achieve it. When in doubt, just go for a walk. And look around you, look at all of the office spaces, look at all the buildings, look at Uh, all of the people who stepped out in faith Mm -hmm. and were successful Mm -hmm. and focus on that. Mm -hmm. So amazing. And this book that you have written right behind you there. So what is it about? Like exactly? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. reset Mm -hmm. is literally teaching people how to reset your mindset. Mm -hmm. We talked earlier about complacency Mm -hmm. and we're like, oh, I I'm existing, but I'm not living. There's a quote that says people die at 25, but they're not buried until they're 80. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe that's you. Maybe you're like, I'm here. I don't know why I get out of bed in the morning besides get a check. I don't know. You know, that's most people. And things have been magnified with Mm COVID-19. It's it's a very difficult time for a lot of people. So reset literally teaches you how to look at your life and realize that everything's a choice. And then shift, change the mindset. Mm -hmm. Your mind is fertile land and it does not matter what you plant in that land. If you plant seeds of positivity and love Mm -hmm. and success Mm -hmm. and, you know, and and just good uh, well-being, you're going to get that back. If you plant seeds of 
victimhood, doubt, shame, blame, justification, mm-hmm. everything's awful, right? Mm. You're going to get more of that in return. And we've all been there. Let's be honest. Yeah, we've all had yes. times in our lives where we're, we're negative Nancy's, mm-hmm. but what tends to happen? More of the same. It's and the you're laws like, oh, that this- govern us, right? Yes. It is a law. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so resetting is allowing yourself grace to say, okay, this is happening. Um, but literally changing the way you approach everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So uh, a good example of this is, you know, here's a little, a trick for anyone who can hear the sound of my voice. Children are the greatest teachers on the, on the planet. They are. <laughs> And I remember when I was pregnant with my first child, I was at a grocery store and a stranger walked up to me. I was visibly pregnant. And she said, congratulations, your child will become your greatest teacher. Mm. And I looked at her and I remember it crystal clear. We were standing by the limes in this grocery store. Like I, I can just tell you every detail. It's, it's engraved in my mind, like so, so, so strongly. And she said, your child will become your greatest teacher. I smiled and I said, okay, had no idea what that meant until I became a parent. Mm-hmm. And I look at my kids and especially my first, cause that's your first experience mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. And he did. And for anyone out there, whether you're a parent or not, does not matter. Watch a child. If they, if something upsets them, they're sad for a minute, they let it out then they're back to back to normal. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Watch the wonder in a child's eyes. Like they will pick up the simplest thing, like a leaf mm-hmm. and be like, this is the most yes. amazing thing ever. A leaf, right? Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. son, when he was little, he, we had a front changing washing machine and he used to love to watch it go around and around and he would laugh and laugh. And I would sit there. And one day I sat in front of the washing machine with him. And we both just watched it go around and we laughed and laughed and laughed. And I said, this is what life is all about. We're so focused on, oh, this person didn't get back to me. This person wronged me. And this person, oh, I have all these things to do. And poor me, poor me, poor Mm -hmm. me. And it's like, we're focused on the wrong things. Kids have it so spot on. They're Mm -hmm. in the moment. They're present. They don't Mm -hmm. let things fester. Children are the greatest teachers, bar none. So true. And they really enjoy the now moment. Like you have never seen a child like they, they really know how to take advantage of now. Like the adults, you know, they're all over the place, but they know if they're doing something, if they're playing, they're so into it. If they're using their imagination, they're so into that imagination. If they're appreciating something, like you said, leave, they're so into it. So they really mastered that now component that most adults don't really understand how to, you know, take advantage of that moment. Right. They let, they let the chaotic, the monkey mind take over, but there's such an amazing teacher. You're so right. You know, we're like hamsters on wheels. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Yeah. And you know, if, if you're being honest with yourself, anybody who can hear my voice, mm-hmm. we have this, it literally is a hamster on a wheel. And it's like constantly, I got to go to the grocery store. Do we have apples in the house? Yeah, we have apples. I think I need to get uh, mm-hmm. some cheese. Okay. Da, 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 da. Oh, I got to take my car into the shop. And it's like that all day long. Mm -hmm. And so the key with resetting is quieting your mind Mm -hmm. and saying, stop Mm -hmm. when those negative thoughts come into your mind and they will, Mm -hmm. we're human. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you'll just erase all this stuff and Mm -hmm. no, you're human. So when those negative thoughts come into your mind, you're able to identify them and say, not today, not Mm -hmm. today. I Mm want to feel good. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to be in control of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to have my own power and not give that power away. 
So Reset trains you how to do that. And then the second part of the book is a 30-day transformational tool uh, guide. So you go through every day, you write your affirmations, you literally can journal for 30 days to literally change your mindset. So it's a change your paradigm. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know what this, what the reset is basically in a bigger picture of it all, you're training the most important gift that human beings have are higher faculties, right? Our perception, will, imagination, intuition, memory, reason. You're actually teaching them how to think, what they're thinking about. So without them actually really understanding what's going on, but if they follow those steps, they can actually strengthen those gifts. They're just like muscles. So you can strengthen them, then you start using them for your own benefit. And that's what you're teaching them here. Oh, thank you. Right? Thank you. Like, and, that's and so it's, powerful. It's, and sometimes like it can sound so complicated. So reset yeah. really was done in a way to simplify it. Simplify and there's it, yeah. a lot of real stories in there uh-huh. that a lot of people for the longest time being on television, I always was the representative because I was so afraid to be Dominique that I would give people what I thought they wanted to see. And so the book was my first opportunity to be Dominique. And there's a lot of stories in there Great. that make other people see the realities of life almost Mm -hmm. failing out of college there's a whole story on that things that i had never talked about before because oh how what would they think if they knew the truth about who i am Mm -hmm. and who i was and so reset will help you literally change your mindset and when you have a clear mindset that's freedom it really is pure freedom Pure freedom. I I couldn't agree more. Um, We always like to ask our guests what their inner superpower is to got them to this point. That's a great question. My inner superpower. That's a great question. That's gotten me to this point. Ooh, there's so many things coming to mind, but but I want to do something that's not like a cliche that everyone says. Yeah, no problem. Like something Uh, that you feel that, that participated or helped you, guided you, to, to get to this point, like it yeah. could be something very small, could be something major, could sure. be some of your our gifts that helped yeah. you along the way. For me, it was the ability to ask. It's so simple. It is mm. so simple, but so- The art of asking. Do it, yeah. That's so your next book. Yes, yes. Let's together, okay? Yeah, amazing, I love it. But so few people are able to ask. Out of yeah. fear. Well, yeah. what if they tell me no? Okay, wow. well, it's a no now, so you might as yeah. well ask. Yeah. And so that's something I've, I've had since I was really young. That's good. I will pick up a phone and ask someone like that. Hey, can you show me how to do this? Can you help me? Can you help me understand? I don't mind asking questions. Maybe that's why I'm a journalist, but uh-huh. that is what has led to a lot of opportunities in my life is that I'm not afraid to put myself out there and ask the question. And that can be scary. Again, we're so caught up in our own minds of what will they say? What will they say? What will they think? What if they tell me no? We play small and we have to get to a point where we don't do that anymore. No, Because when we play small, it's our way to protect ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Because if I play small and say, well, if it doesn't happen because of this and this and this, and then it doesn't happen, I can say, see, that's why. uh, But they cause it to themselves by doing that. Yes, because your own, your own, own create, you create your own world. Right. So, yes. and then, and then with the ass, there's a second part to it. It's being very clear on your ask. 
oftentimes when people Specific. say they want something, they're like, Oh, I want more money. Yeah. You want a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can give you a dollar. Do you yeah, want a dollar? That's yeah. more money than what you have right yeah, now you have to be specific. What do you want? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I liken it to, if you were to go to target, mm. everyone knows what target looks like. Right. Yeah. And if I walked into target and I called you and I said, Shahid, I'm trying to find the milk. Can you tell me where the milk is on main on the, at the target on main street? You're going to go, um, um uh, probably the refrigerator, <laughs> refrigerator section. section I, yeah. I don't know. But if I say, yeah, but where specifically is that in the store? Mm -hmm. You're going to say, I, I don't know, Dominique, ask someone who works there. Right. Yeah. And so the key is asking the right people. So you would not go into target and call your best friend and say, Hey, where do I find X, Y, and Z? You would go to the person who's been there and done it. And the mm -hmm. same applies in life. If you're doing an ask, number one, it has to be super clear. Like, what is it that you actually want? And then number two, go to the people who are in the industry, who are in that arena, the people who have been there and done it. Those are the people you ask questions to, because so often we'll ask our, our, our friend who knows nothing about what we want to do and get their advice mm -hmm. on business or relationships or health, but they're not living that lifestyle. So you want to go to the person who's been there and who has done it, who understands mm -hmm. it and who has the blueprint. And then to top it off, you want to get extra clear in your ask, mm -hmm. extra clear with your question. So you can say, so true. this is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. This is what I need help with X, mm -hmm. Y, Z. Amazing. Do Dominique. Did I pronounce it correct? Dominique. That sounds Did I say like it right? Dominique? <laughs> no, no, I'm Dominique. sorry. Dominique. Is that, I'm that always getting confused because I'm so That's used correct. to saying Dominique, right? So I want to make that, sure I get listen, it right. You get, you get 74 chances okay, to say so it Okay, so I've already used up seven, I think. Six. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been amazing having you on the show, uh, Dominique. And it's actually, um, it's so, so incredible to see people like you doing what you do, providing that guidance. Um, I think we need more and more of this. I wish I knew about this at my younger journey. Um, I went through that chaos. I went through that uh, struggle. I lived it. Um, and the funny thing is, it's as simple as working on your mindset on a higher level, but you know, people that are on working on a mindset on their higher side of their personality and everything comes together. And once they understand that we have living through people like yourself, they can find that actual freedom, you know, not just the financial and all those things they talk about or living in a free country. We're talking about authentic, real freedom. And I really want to uh, show my appreciation for what you do. And, uh, and anytime you need my help with anything, I'm, I'll be more, more than happy to help and serve, especially what you're doing with, with helping people on that level. Well, Shahid, you are a superstar. You know how Thank I feel you. about you. I Thank think you, you are so just much. such a dynamo. I love what you are doing. I love that you've created this space and this platform. And my hat is off to you Thank for you all so that you are doing because you're inspiring so many people and you're changing the world for the better. So we need oh, more people just like you doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Dominique. Thank you so much. It's been, again, have a pleasure having you on the show. Let's do a clubhouse or something. Keep in touch. Yes. And uh, we'll do this again. I really enjoyed this conversation. So The pleasure was all mine. I thoroughly all right. enjoyed it as well. All right. Take care. <laughs> Take Bye. care. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye.